All right, bye. Play the music. Is your phone plugged in? Oh, yeah. There it goes. Yeah. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Caveman Corner with your host, Jeff, Captain Caveman Thence. That's a pretty pain-free opening. You're getting better and better and better, Ray. You're like a professional. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you don't sound sleepy like that. Remember the one podcast? You're like, hello. Oh, yeah. I was tired (laughs) as hell. I'm about six energy drinks deep, so we're going to be... Live and awake tonight. How's it going? Doing all right. How about everything with you? Good, man. Uh, you see that shooting over there at Seven uh, Eleven? Yeah, man. Chitawaga, man, is turning to the east side. Yeah, I, I thought that was you for a second. <laughs> nah, I no hookers fall out of the trunk, so it definitely wasn't you. Nah, I wouldn't do no shooting at what? What was it like in the afternoon? Or yeah. yeah, Ray's not even awake then. Nah, I catch somebody like four in the morning. Yeah. I want to thank you and uh, for our guest today, who, who is going to be? Scott Ferrozo. Woo-wee, Golden Age UFC fighter. Yeah, Tank Abbott. Yeah. He fought, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, that guy in the sing- uh he wore a singlet and he fought, uh, <laughs> was it Guy Metzger? He fought uh, Tank Abbott, uh, yeah. Vitor Barefort. Yeah, v- uh, Vitor fucked him up. I remember that fight. I feel um, bad. That yeah. was like full steroidal uh, Vitor. Yeah, yeah. asked him about that. <laughs> yeah, I seen him, man. He looks good, man. He's in shape. Oh yeah, yeah, he's in shape, and um, he wants to fight somebody. <laughs> oh, we'll ask him about that. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I know what you're talking about because we talked about it before the podcast. But yeah, I can't wait to see that one. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm sorry. There, go ahead. Yeah, he's down for some bare knuckle boxing too, fighting. You know, bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, David uh, Feltman, if you uh, hear this, sign him up. For sure. That would be a crazy fight. Uh, it was Jerry Bolander. I just looked up his record. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was yeah. Jerry Bolander. I remember that fight, too. Yeah, that was a crazy fight. <laughs> and Bolander finally got the guillotine on him, man. Oh, that was so cool they wore singlet, though. I was so happy for him. And, and, and back then, for a guy his shape, he had pretty good... Uh, cardio yeah really good stamina actually yeah. dude he was a warrior all those guys back then were warriors. that's why we love the golden age guys man they were just there to fight yeah it wasn't a lot of money in it. it wasn't like glamorous and you didn't get millions of dollars you just went out and you fought and those and guys then were and then when there was training back then they really fucked up the training partner <laughs> <laughs> hopefully he's got some stories about that i want to ask him uh he had a uh like a staph infection once too and i heard he lost some of his foot or something so uh, I definitely want to talk to him about that. I read a, a whole blurb on him on Sherdog. Is that uh, good news right there? Good source? Sherdog? Yeah. yeah. I think Sherdog's a pretty good source. It was a few years ago. Cause oh, I, okay, okay. I thought it was like maybe uh, one of the fans uh, putting up stories. No, no, no. It was like uh, an art- actual article that oh, okay. they wrote. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Ray doesn't really do any prep work for the show, so it definitely shows. But he does get the guests, and that's the most important part. Right. Yeah. So you want to give our man a call, or is he still waiting for us? He's still waiting for us. Let me yeah. call him up. I messed this up, man. When you said A, I thought A, our time, not his time. Ray's got a lot of a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff on his belt trying to figure out these time zones bullshit. Yeah, man. I'm going to make you a printout of what time is what time everywhere. 
I make sure I asked him yesterday, like, are you uh, essential? <laughs> He's like, yeah. You know, if we have any fans that are listening to this right now that are good with time zones, please comment on this and leave Ray some sort of sheet on what time zone we're in and what time zone every every place in the United States is. And then you're going to start getting guests out of the country when we have to get one from out of the country, too. Yeah, from Japan and shit. <laughs> Mr. Scott Frozo. Hello. Hey, what's up, Scott? What's happening? Welcome to Caveman Corner Podcast. You guys, you know you're keeping me up, right? I, I, I should be in bed by now. <laughs> it's all Caveman's fault. It's not my fault. Right? <laughs> he comes home late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely get home it's late, right. man. You know me, I got to get my beauty sleep. <laughs> Damn, dude, what time do you go to bed? Well, you know, I'm up at 5 o'clock. And, well, really, my wife wakes me up at 4 in the morning. Damn. Yep. You guys, yep, you know how it is. You guys have been married a long time, right? Is this the same wife you've been married to back in the day? No, no, no. Oh, that's, man, uh, I'm sorry. Man, man, I just... That's all right. Shit. That's all right. I can't, I can't reach you over the phone and smack your shit out of you. <laughs> you can try, dude. I can run pretty fast, man. I might get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm sorry, man. I just read a, a share dog blurb about you. Uh, I know it's like about eight years old now, but uh, it talked a lot about you, and uh, I'm super interested in getting you on here. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. What's been going on with uh, your life since fighting? Well, you know, just selling cars, kind of living the life, taking it easy. My, my uh, son Logan's kind of out in Hollywood doing big things. Nice. Yeah. Ray said, so that, go ahead. I was about to say, Ray said you're in really good shape right now, man. Who is? Ray Ray said that you're in really good shape right now. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ. I look at Coleman, Tank, freaking Varlins. All the fuckers are looking like they're 60, 70 years old. Hell yeah. <laughs> Paul looks old. We had him on the podcast. And yeah. he has the best radio voice of anyone that we've ever had on the podcast we have mark coleman on too <laughs> i remember when i first saw paul varlins in buffalo uh when marco rua stomped the shit out of his feet oh my god yeah <laughs> i was at that fight that was the first time they brought me out there and uh i can't remember his name it wasn't it was well, one of the executives i go yeah because tank was out in the crowd you know being a dickwad <laughs> and i looked around I looked at him and said, well, you want me to go kick his ass right now? <laughs> and, uh, and the guy goes, and he looks at me and goes, if you touch him, you will never come to the UFC ever. Damn. He was a poster yep, boy said, back then. Huh? He was their poster boy back then, the bad yep, boy of yep, the UFC. Yeah, yep, yep. That's where he got off of suspension or he was on suspension. He got in some fight. We're actually. Out know, of- I, I, I wish Tank all the best. I hear he's not. He's he, he's not doing well. Real well. Yeah, we actually heard the same thing too. Um, we're actually out of Buffalo, so we were we were both at that fight too. And those leg kicks yeah. were so loud when uh, Marco connected on. Oh, I was like, crap! God. I was like, oh my god, that dude is yeah. tough. I remember being in the back there and seeing Varlin's legs and how swollen they were. Oh my god! And. Uh, uh, who is who? Oleg Tatarov. Yeah, 
Yeah, the size of his head when that was done. Oh, <laughs> I re- I remember I remember him saying to one of the roughs, "Please don't let my mom see me like this." Damn, dude. Yeah, I remember that. That was freaking gnarly. We were just saying before we had you on, we we love you guys, the golden era UFC fighters, guys that were just there to fight. It's not like there wasn't a whole lot of money in it. Uh, you guys didn't get super famous, but you guys were there to fight, and every one of you guys went out there and fought. Yeah, that, I mean, that was the deal, you know. Destroy or be destroyed. How was the training back in the day? Well, you know, I, uh, you know, because, you know, my belly, so I had to train around my belly. But, you know, I just had to do a lot of a, a lot more than anybody else did, I think. I just, you know, so I could have that wind. You know, Don Fry was a big part of it. Uh, Becky Levi was a big part of it. Uh, and then, you know, John Longstreet. I don't know if you guys really know who John Longstreet is. I don't know John Longstreet. Can you tell us a little bit about him? John Longstreet was an undefeated PKA world champion uh, for seven years in a row. He was he was undefeated. He was with who Lightfoot Gordon and all those guys back in that era. And uh, he just, you know, he lost his last match, and that's when he retired. But he was a hell of a kickboxer. And so I met him one day. He was in the news here, and I reached out to him. And then, you know, we became friends and trained ever since. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, you know, I, he took me as far as he could. But then, you know, I got involved with Becky Levi and Don Fry. And... Becky Levi is so, another person that doesn't get a lot of attention these days. Like uh, a lot of the UFC guys originally were working with her. Can you, you talk about her a little bit? Becky Levi, I got the privilege to see her last year. I was uh, in her town where she lives. And I just happened to go into the gym. And all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, my God, I've seen pictures of this place. And then, boom, she was there. And, we, you know, we had a great reunion. But Becky Levi was was one of the. I think she was the only woman to ever beat a man in a U in a UFC style fight. Wow. And then the guy uh, cried and complained about it. She beat him again. Because <laughs> they they went they went at it again. But Becky Levi was a hell of an athlete, and uh, I got nothing but respect for her. She hasn't changed a bit. Hmm. Twenty years later, you know, after I haven't seen her in twenty years, and walked in, and it's same Becky Levi, hasn't changed a bit. Can you talk a little bit about what her role was, what you, what she helped you guys with in the UFC times back in the original days? She was our. She was mainly my cardio coach. She just made me run. You know, she just she just trained me to get my wind going. She was a you know a real good jujitsu, but she just brought me to the right people uh, for the jujitsu things like that, and to learn some ground ground and pound. She had a friend that uh, was the boxing coach at the Army base in Sierra Vista. And then she set up a match between me and the heavyweight champion of the Army uh, four rounds. So she helped me quite a bit with, uh, you know, training my lungs and getting myself ready to go. And then she brought me to uh, a gym where Fry trains and everybody else trains and that's really kind of how it all went down. I had Don Fry. Don Fry introduced me to Becky Levi. 
Amazing. And she was uh, in his corner and for a long time. You always seen her. Oh, yeah. yeah, you always seen her come out, and not a lot of people even know who she is. But the the true fans back in the day recognize that name and and what she com- contributed to the UFC at the time. Oh yeah, Becky Levi was a big part of early days. You know, and the truth is that she trained uh, Bobish. She trained Fry. She trained Severin. And she trained me. Quite a list of names there. Important oh, yeah. People. Oh, I remember Bobus coming out. When, while I was getting ready for the fight, he came out to wrestle with me. <laughs> that, guy, that, that guy had freaking tree trunks for legs. He's a beast. <laughs> oh, man, he was a beast. I can't imagine that room sound like when you guys hit the mat. Holy fuck. Funny story. We're all going to the movies, right? And I rented a Taurus. And there's eight of us there's eight of us stuffed into this Taurus, right? <laughs> Car built for six. And then there's me, Bobish, and some other freaking dude in the middle of us and I'll, and then the rest of them are all stuffed in the back. <laughs> we pull we pull out of the parking lot and uh Lowrider's song comes on. Now this Taurus is already hitting the ground. This is no lie. We go over a speed bump and it starts to scrape. And the and this song, Lowrider's going on. So we roll the windows down and just crank it. Everybody's bouncing up and down in the car. It was hilarious. So we pull out. We get to this intersection. This intersection was huge. There's three lanes my, my, in, my, in my side. It looks like a six lane, three lanes all the way around this intersection. Bobish gets out of the car. Goes in the middle of the street. Now the lights are are, some, are are green in a couple ways. Nobody's moving, and he's out there dancing to this song, <laughs> literally dancing. And people are freaking hawking, and hands are out there, you know, every, out the windows, and they're all laughing. And it's, that was one of the funniest times I've ever seen. Just you know, the guy gets out of the car and starts dancing. <laughs> That's a big deal. That was like right yeah. when when the program came out, that football movie where everyone was laying in the middle of the street too, right? I don't I don't remember that, but all I remember man is that he, you know he just could he I, I think that he was so stuffed in this car he had to get out for a minute. <laughs> Probably smelled pretty good in there. Oh God, yeah. Well, we we weren't trained. We went to the movies. Oh jeez. Um. I remember you most probably for well, you beat Tank Abbott, which is a huge thing. But the the thing I remember about <clears> you most is probably your first fight against Jared Bolander. I was so impressed because every time we've seen a big guy in UFC, they never had conditioning. And we were just talking about uh, on air before we had you on, like what great conditioning you had on, and, and that really oh, yeah. showed in that Bolander fight. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't tired of that during that fight. <laughs> I I just got when he got me in the guillotine, I panicked and. That's what happened. We still, oh, we're still in contact today. It's funny. Really? But, you know, he, he, yeah, oh yeah. We talk, you know, once every four or five months. See how each other's doing. That's he's, amazing. Uh, yeah, he's. He, I think that he's a cop or was a cop mm. out in L.A. I think that's what he did. Wow. But you know, we could, you know, through Facebook and things like that. Super cool. Yeah. And then, uh, can you walk us through your UFC career, man? We got, we, I got your your record here, but I'd rather hear you talk about it. And we want to talk about Vitor a little bit too when we when we get to there. Well, <clears throat> Vitor Belford was kind of, you know, he never hurt me, and and they called that fight really real early. I think that he did connect with me. I went to the ground, but then you know I got on my stomach, and you know he was just 
the pressure on me wasn't really hitting me hard. Or I didn't feel it was hitting me hard. As soon as the pressure came off me, I was up, ready to go. I just think that they called that fight a little bit early. Do you, do you think he was on steroids? You know what? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. But, you know, hey, we all were on steroids back then. <laughs> okay, so let's let's keep it real. You know, Anadrol fifty. That was the big. That was the big one. Mm. You know, because that was the one that got everybody's attitude. You know, in check. And you know, everybody did it. I, I, and I don't care what anybody says that they didn't do it. Everybody did it. Yeah. Right. Except you know what? <clears throat> Except for Severin. <laughs> yeah. Severin. Yeah. Severin didn't do that kind of stuff. I'm we, glad you said that because we had him on and we like we grilled him pretty hard to ask if he ever did steroids. He said absolutely not. Nope. Yeah, That's I awesome. Believe we did. But you know, there was a picture. I mean, there was a video of Severin and Shamrock fighting. <laughs> okay. Right, did you did you hear about my comment in that fight? No. <clears throat> well, it was kind of a given that you don't hit Severin in the face. <laughs> Okay, that was kind of, you know, when we wrestled, when we all wrestled together, we were all in the training in Arizona together. You never struck him. That was just kind of given. And I think that, just this is my opinion, but if you look at when Shamrock hits him in the face, Shamrock's expression on his face said it all to me right then and there. Said, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that's, that's, so... It, that's just my opinion, and that's how I felt. But you know, it was just kind of a given. You know, I was at one fight with him. Uh, it was kind of an outside in the octagon. It was kind of a setup, and uh, I remember hearing one of Severin's trainers tell the other trainers that, "Okay, no, no, there's no hitting in the face, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of dawned on me that, that you know, everybody kind of, that was used to given. You don't hit Sam Shat. And, and I'm not going to take anything away from him. He was a tremendous wrestler. And, you know, I've contacted him a few times since then. Man, I just went back and just looked at a clip of the, the Vitor fight. And I think you're right. It was stopped pretty early. Um, I didn't <laughs> even know that uh, that was just when they started really stopping the fights, but. Uh, Vitor had your back. He just hit you a couple of times in the face, like just one punch at a time. It wasn't like a like yeah, a TKO I mean, we I, see today. I remember, I remember that. Okay, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm okay. Everything's cool. He just hit me. I'm just waiting for him to do some type, just the pressure. That's all I was looking for. As soon as that pressure came off of my back, I was up and ready to go. Threw him in the fence, and you know, the next thing I know is that John, Big John McCarthy, was accosting me. Yeah, he just like pushed Vitor out of the way and he stopped the fight. And there's a great shot. There's a shot's like pretty much right in on your face on YouTube. Anyone listening to this, you can check this fight out on YouTube. Just look up uh, Vitor Belfort versus Scott Ferrozo. And uh, you can see the, the camera angles right on your face. You look pretty clear eyed. I've seen a lot of people get knocked out. You look pretty all right. Oh, yeah. No, I was fine. You know, I, I think that he did stun me and that's why I went down on me. But I was fine. I mean, you ain't going to be able to hurt me. Right. Yeah. Especially you had some wars in there, man. Can you talk about the fights with Tank a little bit? The UFC fight and then the, the YouTube well, fight? <laughs> that, yeah. The tank, the first Tank fight, you know, he was really the reason why I got involved in the UFC. 
because you know he was a bully and I didn't really like bullies and you know that that's kind of just how it happened and then you know I'm sure people have heard this before but it was kind of a weird thing I knew that I was fighting him that night nobody else did I was an alternate but I knew that that at some point in time I was going to fight him that night and as soon as I can't remember which fight it was but as soon as that fight went on, I went to the back dressing room and started getting warmed up because I knew that I was going to fight Tank. So they come, they come, they were looking for me. They come in the locker room, and here I am, gloved up. I, I can't remember what I was doing, probably jump ropes or something like that. And he goes, are you ready to fight Tank? I said, what do you mean you're ready? I've been sitting back here warming up. <laughs> and that's kind of how it went. So, you know, it was all about uh, timing. You know, the gods were with me that night, and uh, I had a lot of fun. You know, there is one punch that you're going to see, that you can see if you ever look for it, that I absolutely, it was an uppercut that came from my ankle, and just straight up through my right arm. And I hit him so hard, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this fucker's going down. (laughs) He glazed, his eyes kind of glazed over, and then all of a sudden, boom, he was back. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, but that was a good fight. We had a lot, of, I, you know, I had a lot of fun. And, you know, we went to the back of the training room and they didn't want me to go up. My trainers didn't want me to go on anymore. And, you know, Coleman probably would have came out and kicked my ass. It would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there ain't no question there. I, I would have lost that one. They, they always but, say uh, that you had a cut. <laughs> Did you have a bad cut from that fight or? Oh, oh yeah, I had yeah, I had a I had a big cut over my eye, but I'm one of these kind of guys. I'm not a bleeder, so uh-huh. as soon as a cut happens, it bled for a moment and then it was over. And so, I, it wasn't the cut; it was that you know I took. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was six or seven liters of fluid at the hospital. Jeez, I mean, I was a sweaty bastard. Pretty dehydrated. Just yeah. so everyone knows that's listening to us, in the old days, UFC was a tournament-style fight. So yep. these guys had to fight three times in one night to be the tournament champion. So what we're talking about yep. is he had already beat the alternate. He beat Sam Fulton, and then he beat uh, Tank Abbott, and then he was going to go on to the finals, but he had to withdraw. So just so our yep. fans can understand what we're talking about. Yeah, You want to hear a funny story? Yes, sir. So, <laughs> so many years later... Brad Kohler. Remember Brad Kohler? Oh, we've oh. had him on. He kind of scammed us a little bit, so I don't really like <laughs> yeah, him all that much. But... He, scammed, he, scammed, <laughs> he scammed everybody. In fact, he had to leave Minnesota because uh, there were some Native Indians that were going to kill him, and that's the truth. He scammed us on that uh, the, the man versus woman bullshit fight when it was a worked fight, and he came on here, and he said it was all real, and then we had a big debate with him, and he's like, oh, no, it's for real. It's legit. And it was a bunch of bullshit. But go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he uh, he scammed out some uh, some Native Indians that were real real big people in uh, Shakopee. They have that casino and all that, and they, he kind of really screwed them over. But anyways, me and Crawler, you know, but way back in the day when he was a good guy, we used to throw <laughs> fights. We used to throw fights every single uh, month. Once a month, and that's when uh, I was training this guy, Greg the Gladiator Wiccan, and I thought, okay, the next move, he's going to fight here, and he's going to, uh, I'm going to take him to the show, and so that's why I hired Jeremy Horn to fight him. Damn. 
And uh, so I paid Jeremy Horn five grand to come up there and fight him. <laughs> so Greg was kicking his ass. That's what I thought. Until Jeremy Horn looks at me and winks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now Greg's on top of him, pounding the freaking pound the shit out of his face, right? And he casually just looks over at me. And he gives me this wink, and I turn around, and I go, oh, I threw my arms up. I didn't even watch the rest, because the next <laughs> thing I know, freaking Greg working in a freaking guillotine getting choked out. <laughs> <laughs> he comes to me later and says, well, Scott, I just wanted to give you your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we had some good times with Jeremy Horn, man. We're, I remember sitting in, uh, we were in Quad Cities, Iowa, for a UFC fight down there. And Jeremy Horn has to lose like 13 or 14 pounds before weigh-ins. So me, Jeremy Horn, and a couple other guys, we got him in trash bags. <laughs> and we drug the, the bike inside the sauna. And we're making him ride the bike, do jumper jacks, and he made weigh-ins. Damn. Hope you guys got him some yeah. armaments. Those handles get hot in the sauna. Oh my God! It was it was bad. Everybody, you know, because it was at a regular gym. Yeah. So people were kind of trying to come in, there, you know, and the bike was in the middle of the floor. You know, they're not that big. Yeah, that was a good time with that guy. Did you get uh? But, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you gonna have? I was gonna say, did you get any time in with Militich while you were down there? Uh, I did. Yeah, because it was it was you know they were all those guys were down there uh, for that UFC fight. But I didn't. I didn't do anything with Milicic. In fact, I was just helping Jeremy uh, make weigh-ins, oh, and I, I was that. just. I was just there as a spectator, really, <laughs> and because I knew him, I'd help. I helped him out. Yeah, we had. Uh, I didn't do much. I was gonna say we had a couple guys on, and Milicic. Everyone says that Milicic is a great guy, and he helped everybody, and like he's yep. way nicer than he looks. <laughs> yep, he is. He is. No, he's a good guy. And then the tank fight, you want to hear about the backyard? Yeah, I want to hear about the backyard <laughs> fight for sure. That's right up my alley. <laughs> so this dude calls me up and says, hey, Scott, you want to fight Pink Abbott one more time? I go, hell yeah. And, you know, unbeknownst to that guy, that I, I just had gastric bypass. Not more than, 30, I think, 30 days. Damn. Before I was going to fight this, I mean, I still had the staples in my stomach when I mm. fought Tank. But previous years to that, um, I had caught a staph infection in the grass while I was mowing my lawn, and it took part of my foot away. So it was tough getting into cardio, you know, some good cardio and all that. But there was no fucking way I was going to pass up kicking Tank's ass again. <laughs> no. But, you know, as we all get older and that that fire kind of leaves your body, although your brain still thinks you're freaking 20. So we're sitting in the lobby for almost two hours, and, and me and Tank are just bullshitting with his dad, and we're having a real good time, you know, the night before the fight. Well, the fight was supposed to be on pay-per-view. It was supposed to be a lot of things, but because of the boxing commission got involved, they were going to say that anybody that fought would have gotten arrested. So I said to myself, and I said to these guys, well, why don't we just go find a backyard to fight in? <laughs> so that, it kind of spread right away with the guy that was putting it all on. 
He goes, yeah, we'll just go over to my buddy's house in the morning. We'll fight over there. <laughs> so basically, that's how we got in the car that morning, and we all drove to this guy's house, got in the backyard, and that's what you see. Damn. But you also see, uh, you know, there's, that, there's, I think that you see that fight. It was a little bit edited. You know, I smacked Tank a few times right away, and then he quit. Well, in the back of my mind, well, actually, you know, he bent over and said, I'm done, I'm done. And I was just about to kick him right in his head. But then his dad, his dad's voice got in my head and goes, nobody's going to get hurt, right? And so I didn't. And I backed up and I said, no, we'll let Tank recover. And, uh, you know, he'll be okay. And the reason I did that was because the guy paid me so much money to go to that backyard fight. I felt bad that the fight was only lasting a few, you know, a couple minutes. <laughs> you know, so we, so once he got okay again, we engaged again, and boom, 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 and he quit again, and then I gave him a break again, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, that's why, because that's how come it lasted so long, because he kept, he kept, you know, I kept giving him, you know, little breaks, but you don't, I, you know, I haven't seen the tape in, in, in full. I've never really seen it, so I, it doesn't. You know, something I just haven't done just, just to watch that fight. I caught. But then, I caught a clip ahead. of it on YouTube, but it's pretty edited. It's. I heard the yeah, fight was like yeah. 18, 20 minutes. The the clip itself was like nine minutes, and most yeah, of no, it's just the, with the, Tank the, on top. I don't know if he edited yeah. it or what. Well, well, well. Then what happened was, is that we were wrestling, and of course, I don't have any. My toes and my foot were miss. You know, are gone and. So I tripped up and he fell on top of me. So he's pounding away on top of me and I'm just kind of laughing. But then I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, I can't breathe. Because <laughs> literally he's on my chest where my staples are. Mm. And I can't breathe. And I'm literally, I really, I'm literally one second away from tapping out. And then he moved about an inch and I got some breath in and boom, I was good to go again. <laughs> So I, I don't, you know, and even in that tape, we're standing toe to toe, and I kind of put my hands down a little, and he's hit me a couple times in the in the face. I'm going, you ain't got shit anymore, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> so there's a lot that you don't see there, but it was a good, it was a good time. And the truth is, I got paid more money for that fight, and the stuff that the memorabilia and people had me sign stuff than I ever made in the UFC. Damn, dude. That's sad, yeah. but it's, it's, I'm glad at least you made a little bit off of your name. Yeah, no, I made I made a lot of money that day, and it was a good time. And you know, uh, you know, unfortunately though, that uh, the guy that put the fight on kind of, you know, I'm going to talk some shit about him right now because his name is Brian Grooms. Oh, go for it. Brian Grooms has my tape, or had my tape that says "Fear Me" when I first came into the UFC. You know that cape? Oh, the cape. I thought you were saying tape. Yep. Like C-A-P. Nope, yeah, I know what you're talking nope. about. Yes, the cape. Yeah, he stole that cape from me. And Damn. now it's now it's somewhere in some museum, the MMA museum. And that thing belongs to me. And if you know if anybody could ever get it back for me, that would be awesome. It's not at the Brian Moore Legends MMA Museum, is it? You know, I, I think somebody has my cape and they they show it. And it's it's my cape. It was taken from me by Brian Grooms uh, during that time. 
and he just never gave it back. And I heard he sold it to somebody. And, you know, that was the end of it. Brad Kohler's uh, partner. <laughs> the collector, the USC, uh, the MMA collector. What's his name? Oh, I forgot. Man? He robbed us too. Something starts with A. Yeah, he, it would be it, it would be an awesome thing to get that back. Let's uh, let's it, talk to Brian Moore. He might be able to track that down for us. We know uh, yes. we know the guy that's MMA museum. Brian Moore. We'll contact him. But he don't got the museum up though. No, but we'll contact him. I bet you yeah. he might be able to help you find it. Yeah. Well, some yeah, somebody's got it. You know, if they paid for it or whatever, I'll. You know, I'll reimburse them, but it does belong to me, and I would like it back. Cayman on the case. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. Fi- we'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure people people will be listening to this, and maybe they know. Yeah, they could send you know send me requests on Facebook. My name's Scott Ferrozo on the Facebook, and you know it'd be nice to find it. I got a couple questions about your uh, your foot, and were you you were misdiagnosed with gout, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, they they misdiagnosed me, and then, you know, four days later, the, uh, three days later, the guy walks in the office and looks at me and goes, uh, "You don't have gout, and I got to open you up right here, right now." Hmm. And so that was kind of, uh, you know, that was a real rough rough time. It took over a year to heal. Uh, it still bothers me today on a daily basis, but. You know, I think that most people, if they read the Sheer Dog thing, you know, they found out that I got hooked on drugs. On yeah, Percocet. Percocet, you were saying. Yeah, and uh, it took me a little while to get off that. But, you know, I, I cold turkey and, you know, now I don't really take too much of anything for my foot. I just something I have to live with. Man, I, do you realize what kind of savage you are that you had staples in your stomach from... From your stomach surgery, you're fucking missing toes, and you go out and you fight Tank Abbott. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't gonna pass that up. I mean, I've had a lot of interviews with the dude, you know. Yeah. You know, you know, I called him lots of names and said a lot of derogatory things, but basically, you know, the truth is, is that I have a tremendous amount of respect for him because you know the guy was what he was. You either loved him or you hated him, but. You know, he always said to me, you know, you walk in that place, you, you either destroy it or you be destroyed. Damn, dude, you, know? you are a goddamn savage. Yeah. I work out with guys now that are like, ah, my foot hurts. I don't think I'm going to fight this fight. <laughs> dude, you're fucking, your toes are off. You got staples in your stomach. You're like, ah, all right, let's fight. In the backyard, not even in the cage. <laughs> yeah, these young guys, oh, my toes hurt. I jammed my toe. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's the millennials for you. Yeah. <laughs> We just want to make sure that we're we're reaching out to all all the golden age guys, guys like you, and make sure they get some of the respect they deserve from today's. Oh hell yeah! Well, you know, it was a sport that was long in coming. You know, and 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 even in the, I get a big review for uh, U.S. World Report, and I said way back in the day that someday that this sport will take over, the boxing, and the athletes that are fighting today could no longer compete in the athletes that would fight tomorrow. And, and really, you know, I, I sometimes I, I feel that's a hundred percent, but I think that most of these fighters forgot that, you know, this is ground and pound. This is getting them under the fence, punch them in the face, you know, getting them to submit, you know, people don't realize that there was only two ways out when the UFC first started. You either quit or you get knocked out. Yeah. That, that, and that was it. 
You know, they, they, I remember, I can't remember what the fighter's name was. He got all his teeth kicked out. Now, Taylor Tooley in the very first UFC fight got his tooth kicked right into the commentators. Yeah, fly yeah. right over yeah. <laughs> That was pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first fight. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It was savages back then, too. You know, and, and today they've got a lot of good fighters. I'm glad they're all getting paid because, you know, the fight game is, is a full time deal. Me, I sold cars. I trained for three months, left my house, left my kids, and, you know, was gone for three months. Staying at Becky Levi's house in a room, you know? Right. That's how it was for us. And there's no, like, big mega gyms either. They were just first starting when you were there. Like, Militich was yep. the first real big yep. gym. Yep, Militich was. You know, Shamrock had his place. You know, but there was, yeah. We did it at... uh uh Dakota Sport and Fitness. Don Damn. Fry, me, a big man. <laughs> you know? What do you think about so, Ken Shamrock? You know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but but after I beat Tank, me and Ken Shamrock were to fight. There is a poster somewhere around that Ferozo versus Shamrock. But Shamrock went into the WWF at the time. So that was kind of pushed at a mix. Yeah. But I can't remember who was who asked me if I would do that, and I said, "Yeah, absolutely." And and you know, the truth is, is that you know, and I told, I told him that you know, hey, there's probably no way I could beat Shamrock, but Shamrock knew that he would have took a beating. For sure. You know, Shamrock's such a much better tactician on the ground than I would have. I would love to see that fight. I oh would've. yeah. That would have been, I would have got that pay-per-view for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so go, going back to Brad Kohler and us throwing those fights at, at uh, fights all the time. You know, uh, Coleman came out to one of those fights. And me and him got in the ring, and the crowd went freaking crazy. He, it was awesome, but, you know, I probably would have kicked his ass then because he only weighed like 180, 190. <laughs> he, was looking, he was looking rough back then. Yeah. Oh, like you're. But, when was this? What year was this? This was probably in nineteen or maybe nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Damn. Yeah, when Kohler, when Kohler, uh, when Kohler, I I think that when did Kohler fight in the UFC? Got that twelve second knockout. Oh yeah, that's like ninety nine, I think. Okay, so the the week maybe it was a month before then. You know, me and him had a falling out because of some stuff that he had done to some, you know, some people that invested with him. And he was talking some shit. And I said, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I was really literally only 10 minutes down the road. And I got to his gym and he wouldn't come outside. <laughs> Nothing. He knew I was freaking hot. <laughs> yep. And then about, uh, I think it was maybe a month later, he finally fought in the UFC. Damn. But he looked good that day. He looked really good that day. <laughs> he got the combo hitter. Oh uh, yeah, he got the combo hitter, which is a hell of a nice piece of equipment. I actually bought one off of him. <laughs> yeah, the, that's exactly why we had him on because we we liked him. We liked the combo hitter, and he sold us on the combo hitter. And then we had him on a couple times, and uh, we were like pretty friendly with him. And they ripped us off about that stupid uh, man versus female thing. So fuck him. Well, 
there's only there's only one person I know, man versus female, that was a real legitimate deal, and that was the Becky Levi fight. She beat that dude twice in one night. That's awesome. Yep. Heck yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate having you on. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Go I'm ahead, gonna, Ray. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, bare knuckle fighting. Oh, shit. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Scott? Well, you know, I hope that they start to get paid. You know, I hope that, uh, you know, I like it. I watch, I've watched maybe one or two bouts. But, uh, you know, Shamrock is, is in that pretty good, right? He's got his own promotion going on, but he yeah. fucked us because he was supposed to come on our show, and I took yeah. two days off of work, two days in a row to do this interview, and uh, he fucked me, so I don't like him either. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Shamrock, you know, Shamrock, Shamrock came out here to Minnesota a couple times, and, uh, you know, I was with his first wife and their kids. I kind of showed him around town while he was in town. Shamrock's always been nice and courteous to me. Good. I'm glad he was. And uh, we were... Yeah. We were gonna like super happy to do this interview. We talked to his PR lady, and then uh, he was gonna come on, and he didn't come on, and they blamed it on her. And then uh, he said he'd make it right, and he'd come on the next day, and then he'd come on then either. So I was a little aggravated. I wonder but, why. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, bare knuckle fighting, we got David uh, Feltman on, and uh, he's the the promoter in that show, and uh, pretty good fights. He got a lot yeah, of. Well, yeah. Have him send a plane ticket. I'll come out and take a look. Heck yeah. His guys actually get paid too. They're actually coming to Buffalo. Yep. They're going to be at the Seneca uh, Niagara Casino. So they'll be fighting here on Indian oh, land. Oh, wow. So yep. we're pretty pumped. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, we... that's where my first that my first deal was in Buffalo. Man. This... Yep, that's where they brought me out there. That's when I met Tank and all of those guys. I hope you got some wings when you're out here. <laughs> all right, brother. You... Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, if anybody can find my cape, let me know. Let's get Ferozo's cape for the guy, man. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. get on. Let's yeah. get. Let's get on the case and, and find this cape. If we get you a cape, I want to picture you in like red tights and the cape, bro. That'll be our deal. Done. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yep. Bye. Yep. Bro, we gotta find that fucking cape. Can you imagine Scott Ferozo today in a cape and fucking Superman ready undies? Dude. Caveman on the case. I'm on the cape. Let's find this guy's fucking cape. If someone can make me a good copy of a cape and just don't tell him, that would be pretty sweet too. (laughs) Nah, fuck that. I don't wanna come in over here beating my ass. Yeah. Don't send him my picture, right? We'll just put your picture on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's too late. I think he's on the fan page. Oh, oh shit. Ah. We're screwed. Yeah, we got to find this cape, though. Yeah. We, we ask around. We know a lot of people. Brian Moore might have heard about it because he was collecting all that all that memorabilia stuff, too. AJ Hiller was that guy's name. I just okay. remembered it now. Okay. I can't remember, but fuck him, too. And fuck <laughs> Shamrock. Fuck all those guys that fuck us. You know, it's one thing to say you're not going to come on. Like, I'm totally cool with that, right? But you can't say you're going to do it and then don't show up. Especially yeah. when I got to take off from work. Oh, yeah. Poor K, man. Yeah. And now I always wonder if it was you that set that up and just, you just were like fucking with me to make me miss work. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he, he looking at me psycho and shit. <laughs> no, K, man. I swear to God, it wasn't me. Yeah. Man, I got scared. Of what do you think? I got nice clothes on today. I don't look as scary. Oh, you look like a psycho white man. <laughs> Dress up nice. <laughs> and they're laughing and they would stab you in the heart. <laughs> yeah, white people. We can't trust them. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Oh, man. Uh, all right, man. Well, thank you. This is a great interview. I actually really like this uh, interview. Yeah, I I, I kind of want I want to get Jeremy Horn next. I'd like yeah. to get him on. Like I like to get Becky Levy on too. Oh yeah, we had a lot of people talk about her. Um, Dan Severn talked about her yeah. quite a bit too. Oh yeah, she's definitely yeah. a yeah. A she was like one of the first management, ain't it? Yeah, like over there who managed all the fighters. You know what we forgot to ask him? About? I heard Bruce Buff- Bruce Buffer was actually his manager in the UFC. Hmm. I just thought about it right now too. When we're talking about when you said manager, I thought Bruce Buffer. Was his manager? That's what I read on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Well, you can't really trust Wikipedia. Everybody could add shit to it. Oh, I, didn't I could, know I could, I could ask. I could make my profile and say that I'm a 12, 12 time MMA champion. Well, yeah, we should do that for me. <laughs> Tell him I'm four hundred. No, I'm defeated. <laughs> I won't be too greedy. I said my hundred and zero. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll be uh, thirteen and zero. That's a good number, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, anything else going on, Ray? Uh, not much. Uh, we talked about the Derek and Pat fight last time, right? Yeah, because it was Sunday. Yep. Uh, yeah, Pat's uh looking good, back in the gym, training hard. Derek came to Integrity today, training hard, enjoying that win. Uh, what else is coming up? Uh, Keith's K four fights are coming up soon. Oh. Uh, Aram Levin seminar was Friday. That was amazing. Went but that was at the kickboxing, right on yeah. uh, Buma. At Buma, yeah, that was a good seminar. Three and a half hours, dude. He, Russian, not so good English, but really good seminar. Russian? Yeah, he's a Russian guy, dude. The Russian guys are tough. He was tough as fuck. He didn't care that we were tired. Three and a half hours, no break. <laughs> Let's go. Didn't matter if it was a seminar or not. Oh, man. Yeah, it was good. It was good times. And then wrestling class was really big. Pat Mix beat me up on Saturday. Oh, yeah. And then Integrity on Sunday, dude. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. When you come to Integrity? Uh, oh, let me ask you this. I've got to ask you, how's the Jiu-Jitsu people do? Amanda and um, Josh. Oh, uh, Amanda got gold, or uh, silver, I mean, and Josh got gold. So, you know, between the couple, they got gold, gold and silver. Uh, Josh looked amazing. He had some good passing, good takedown. He looks like, he looks. I've seen a picture of him. There. He looks pretty good shape. Yeah, dude. He, he slimmed was, down, right? Remember how fat he was yeah. when he first came to uh, Integrity? Dude, he's in good shape now. I'm jealous now. That could be you, bro, but you don't come on Sundays. I'm jealous now. I need to get back in shape. So Karis had her watch on today, and it tracks like how much you do. She took it off when she does jiu-jitsu, right? So when Mm -hmm. we roll, she takes it off. She had 2,022 calories burned today just from like cardio class and some of the the striking at the gym. Mm -hmm. So that's like a whole day's meal or a whole day's calories that you could have spent today, Ray. Yeah. Instead of taking your kid somewhere special. Yeah. <laughs> That's better. Always take your kid somewhere special first. That's really more important. <laughs> but you should come and train with me as much as you can. Yeah. You know? And I still want to do those pictures with Mickey, so we got to get to WNY. Yeah, I got to uh, fucking uh, print out a picture of his fucking ugly mug. Face. Yeah. Oh, and I want to say congratulations to Shard. Sharday. Oh, yeah. Registered nurse in the house. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Congratulations, Charlie. Even though you're not going to listen this far in, uh, it's awesome that you did exactly what you went to school for. That's yep. super impressive, especially being married to Ray. Well, wait, Ray, whatever. Are you guys married? No. Yeah, not married. But I need a nurse in the house to take care of me. Yeah, now that when I hurt you at the gym, you can go home and get taken care of. Yeah. Also, I take um, the insurance cards, so when people swipe their card, I can take it. So Ray's going to... Oh um, um, uh, yeah, uh, independent health um, bonuses card. Yeah, bonus card. Uh, yeah, I'll swipe all your shit. So bring it by anybody. <laughs> this is not just for Ray. I'm I get a, I get two hundred uh two hundred dollars uh, wait 
250 I get 250 a year mm-hmm. so so, I'm, so I'm, I just finally got my card I like I've been working at the Amherst school district for like two years so I'm like let me use this shit <laughs> yeah integrity is uh, registered as a New York State Health Club so we can swipe the card okay awesome we out of here there's our integrity news you gotta play the music right oh. you can't just say you're out of here why not cause you're the producer it's your job to make sure this sounds good Oh, I don't know whatever he was hitting during the interview, but that was really distracting, right? I did something? No, no, Scott. When we were talking oh, to Scott. Oh. That, like, slapping in the background. <laughs> I hope I can edit a lot of that out because it's really, uh, suck. <laughs> yeah. Sound like he's getting excited and slapping his hands or, like, his legs or something. We're going back to the flashbacks. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to kick you. Man, you kicked me, Kate, man. <laughs> All right, Fight Fans, Caveman Corner, we are out of here from Buffalo, New York. We got to find this cape. I know, dude. I, dude, can you imagine how awesome it would be to see that dude in just underwear? And I'll send him some fucking, like, medium tidy whities too. Oops. <laughs> um, tidy whities <laughs> Tidy whities I gotta, you know what? When I get home tonight, I'm gonna go to UFC uh, fight pass and um, look at his fight for Tank and whatever. What? I never, I don't remember no cape. 